This is the 200 Churches Podcast, episode 152. It's late at night, so I'm recording the introduction to this podcast pretty quietly. People are sleeping. I don't want to wake anybody. We just had two episodes where we had Dan Ryland and then we had Carrie Newhoff. And they were pretty hard-hitting episodes in terms of really talking about the nitty-gritty, tough stuff of ministry. So Johnny and I wanted to take this episode and simply talk about the basics of the pastor life. I mean, those of us who are pastors are not real people. We're pastors. So we're going to talk about the 10 things in our lives, pretty basic stuff. But if we get these wrong, these are things that really hurt all the rest of our life if we get them wrong. So Johnny and I recorded this as we were approaching the holiday season, and uh, there are just 10 things that we wanted to talk to you about. This is just real small talk about small church ministry and about that pastor life. Here it is. Welcome to the 200 Churches Podcast, where every Wednesday we produce a fresh episode of ministry encouragement for pastors of small churches. Now here are two guys who, like you, serve in the trenches of small church ministry. The big and tall of ministry podcasts, Jeff and Johnny. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. My name is Jeff Cady, and I'm here with my good friend and podcast partner, long-haired hippie freak. Ooh, Johnny Craig. Johnny, it's good to have you down in the podcast cave today. I, l- I like that. The podcast cave. I like the podcast cave. Yesterday, I said to somebody, you know, sometimes Jeff just tells me, go down to the studio. And they were like, wait, wait, wait. You have a studio? Who asked you that? Michaela. Come on, Michaela. She did. She was like, you have a studio? And then I had to be like, well, I don't know. (laughs) Come on. It's like a couple microphones. Hey. It looks like a studio. What's a studio? Hey, I had the cable guys here today. They had to check some stuff out. Down here. Yeah, yeah, they had to come down here because they had to check the phone. Okay. See, I knew that I have VOIP, Voice Over Internet Protocol Telephone Service. Sure, yeah. But what I didn't realize is that when I unplugged the Cat5 cable from the back of my modem, I essentially turned off all the phones in the house for the last... How long has our podcast place been here? It's been that long. Serious? Yeah. (laughs) I haven't had any phone service at home. So they had to come today. Oh, my goodness. And they said, uh, you unplugged the Cat5 cable from the back of your modem, dude. And you got some, like, studio in your basement? Did they say that? <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah. So it is a studio. I th- they, they recognize it, and they're professional cable guys. Then I feel like there you go. But the podcast cave has a ring to it. The podcast cave. The podcast cave. It's PC. Live from the podcast cave. So today we're talking about... What, Johnny? What are we talking about today? We're talking about how are you handling the basics of the pastor life. The pastor life. I like that. That pastor life. You're on that pastor grind, though. Now, we got to get serious. Everybody young understood that. Everybody old was like, why did he say though? That pastor grind? That pastor grind, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the pastor life. It's different than normal people. It's totally different. I mean, we're not normal people. I like that. That's true. So I have to figure out, Johnny, how to move from uh, light... Humor, humorous banter. Yes. To serious and uh, this is important content. I would say that transition statement did it. Um, you killed the vibe. This is this is thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is episode one fifty two, and I don't know that I've figured that out yet. Maybe That's by okay. two hundred episodes, we'll have figured that out. At, when we get to two hundred episodes, uh, 
a, a singularity will happen because the 200 churches podcast right, right. will get 200 episodes. Yeah, and it will it will cave in on itself and it will be gone. Oh, that's sad. Like a black hole, it will implode <laughs> and disappear black hole from podcast from the atmosphere. <laughs> okay, so today we're talking about how handling the basics of the pastor life. Yeah, because we 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 think about all this stuff all the time. Yes. What stuff do we think about? Uh, new things, new people. Mm-hmm. What can we do different in our church? Yep. What does our church need? Our you know our board and our ministry leaders want to talk to us about how we can get better. You know what we can. Uh, the bulletin looks bad. The wall on the side of the church looks bad. The yeah. sign is old and yeah. decrepit. It looks bad. Um, the board members look bad. They're old and decrepit. You know <laughs> how can we? You know we always improve, improve, improve. Yeah. And and we're thinking about. Out the list of emails that we need to reply to. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. people we need to visit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the the series we're trying to sketch out after this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all this stuff. Preach. And we we do not think about the basics of our life. So true. Today we're talking about the basics because I I've had an experience. I've had a a huge experience in the last four days, Johnny. The scales fall from your eyes. Yeah, pretty much. I like pretty that. much. Uh, in the last four days, I have gotten seven to eight hours of sleep every night. Stop it. Every night. You know, life is a whole lot better rested. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's that's just one of the basics that for several years while doing our master's program, yeah. I lived tired. Well, who needs sleep? Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. So exactly. That's exactly right. Everyone. So this is this is actually number one, the basics of the pastor life, right? These are things that this isn't your typical basics list. You know, right. like, well, you gotta pray, read your Bible, oh, yeah. Amen. uh answer answer the phone. Yep, yep, which yep, yep. you know, when you're young you wanna answer the phone. As you get older, you wanna run when you hear the phone ringing. <laughs> Right as a pastor, podcast over. Yeah, no, no, I don't want. I just don't want another person to talk to. No more, please. So, Johnny, number one, number one, sleep, sleep, sleep. The basics of the pastor. And life. you and I were talking. Jeff, Jeff is a night owl. I mean, some of you listening by has, nature has you have received an email from Jeff at two in the morning. You have. You know who you are. I have. Our church has. My goodness, it's like. That's what Jeff does. He sends emails at 2 in the morning. That's yeah, when he's awake. But I, I use Boomerang now, though, and they all go out at 7 a.m. Ah, uh, you look a lot better that way. Yeah, I like that. So, Jeff, for a long time, you you shortchanged yourself on sleep. But I think all of your health was attached to how much you slept. It, it really is. And we kid ourselves when we think we don't need that much sleep. Right. I heard somebody on a podcast the other day saying that the, the best life hack they could share with somebody is just get up earlier. Get up and if you want more time in your day, your time is going to be found in the morning. So just get up an hour or two earlier. What they never talked about, in fact, they even said over the course of a week, just get up 15 minutes earlier every day. Every day. And you will trick your body into waking up earlier by gradually like the frog in the kettle. Your body's dumb. And you can trick it. You're not like that. <laughs> not like that. Here, here's the deal. The, Pastor, if you need more rest, you need to go to bed earlier. That's it. You need to go to bed earlier. Yes. If you already go to bed early and you need more time and you get more than enough sleep, then get up earlier. Yeah, take an okay? hour on the front end. But I don't know any pastors who are doing that. Sure. I don't know any pastors who are going to bed real early and getting more than enough sleep. Well, about 8.30, me and, me and Catherine, we just like to hit the hay. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's been a long right. day. 
I don't know any pastors whose wife's... Actually, I do know a pastor whose wife's name is Catherine. There's got to be one. Phil is not going to be laughing when he listens to <laughs> Phil, this. yeah, that's true. Phil, Phil. and Catherine. So, oh. so sleep is important. And yeah. pastor, if you're not getting enough sleep, maybe you just need somebody to tell you you need more sleep. It is a lie to think you don't. I think sleep is attached to the second basic. Yes. Which is physical activity. Physical activity. Physical activity. If you're not sleeping enough, you, you, where is your energy going to come from to exercise? Even if exercising is just taking a walk. You know what I'm saying? Like, wake up, take a walk, wake up, take a bike ride, whatever. Where are you going to get the energy for that physical activity? But we, I mean, I can speak from experience. When, when I am lethargic, when I am, when I am not ex- exercising regularly, when I'm being lazy, if you will, with my physical activity... That, man, that has an impact. That has a negative impact on my attitude, on my health, on a lot of different things. Well, I've had a negative attitude for a while because I have not been exercising. Yeah, you have had a negative but attitude. But attitude, is that's farther down the list, oh, though. Okay, but, sorry. you know, <laughs> my question is, does regular exercise really improve a person's overall energy level? I mean, does it really improve? Does it? Yes. How do you know? I don't know. So you don't know. I don't know. I've heard it's studies. what they say, yeah, right? They say studies. It. Yeah, studies say. You know what? I think enough studies have said, and we've heard enough people say it. We don't have to know for ourselves. We can just believe that one. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. That exercise gives you more energy. Yeah, I've run miles upon miles upon miles in my adult life, and received countless amounts of energy from doing that. And I've spent a lot of years where I didn't do hardly any exercise. You just work and work and work and work and work. And in our see, that's the thing, Pastor. Our work is not physical work. Right. right. I mean, before I was a pastor, I worked 70 hours a week, but I worked physical work. Yes. I had to not think about, and I mean, I had to think about sleep because I needed more sleep. Right. But in terms of strength, in terms of weight and all the rest of that, that all took care of itself. I became a pastor at age 28 and immediately gained 30 pounds in about four months. Wow. Exactly. 30 pounds in four months. Wow. Maybe you're listening and maybe that's you. Sure. Well, find somebody to help you do that. You can't fix that yourself. You need to find somebody that will exercise with you, that will hold you accountable, somebody that you put in your life and you put yourself in their life yep. and they'll help you with that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's, that's how I've done it. That's how many, many people have done it. And very few people do it just on their own and they're very successful. Yeah. So physical activity. Physical activity. The third basic. Dave Jacobs would be proud of this one. Soul care. Soul care. Soul care. Food yeah. for the soul. You know, we care about everybody else's soul, but honestly, who cares about our soul? Nobody. I mean, no, probably no. lots of people. No, no. The truth is, Pastor, <laughs> let's be honest. Let's Can we be like bare naked honest right now? Probably not. Okay. Let's just, <laughs> then let's just be honest. <laughs> Nobody is going to care for your soul. A lot of people care about you. Yes. But you're the pastor. They're not going to tell you what to do. You know, this is so true. And I have a friend who's a pastor, and he cares about my soul. And every time I talk to him, I think, man... That dude cares about me, but like in a real uh, spirit, like he's my, he pastors me. Pastors need pastoring. So you got to feed your soul, man. You have to feed your soul. But he doesn't live in town. Nope. He's not knocking on your door on a regular basis. And do you know what he tells me every time? What's he telling you? You got to care for your soul. That's what he tells me. Yeah, right. All this stuff that you have on this list, Jeff, this is what he tells me. You need to do this. 
nobody's going to do it for you. No. I, I said to my wife, you know what? I can work myself. I can eat myself. I cannot exercise myself into an early grave. And all the church people, church leaders, church people, everybody, they'll stand around the cemetery and they'll say a lot of nice things about me. Then they'll go home. <laughs> And they'll start the search committee to find another pastor. Oh, it sounds so. I mean, he cold, was he was a cold. great guy. He was a great guy. Too bad he didn't live, you know, twenty more years. Too bad he worked himself to death. Did you notice he was working? I didn't notice he was working himself. Did you notice he was getting heavy? I didn't notice he. Was. Oh my! But here, but here's the truth. I'm, the reason I'm saying that is not to dump on our church people. No, it's just the way it is. If we don't take care of our own souls. Nobody will. It's not going to happen. So if we don't spend time in prayer, nobody's going to do it for us. If we don't spend time just meditating on God's word, thinking about God's word for ourselves, nobody is going to do it for us. And if we don't spend time in private worship, and our only worship is with everybody else on a Sunday morning, nobody is going to do it for us. No, Pastor, Mrs. Pastor... You have to put your big boy pants or your big girl dress on, and you have to do this for yourself. Yeah, you're right. And I hope you do, because uh, having a healthy soul is sure a big help when you're trying to pastor people. Well, I'll make a plug here for Dave Jacobs, just real quick. Absolutely. That if you are struggling with soul care, call Dave Jacobs. Uh, 1-800-DAVE-4-U. No, that's not real, but call Dave Jacobs up. Get his information. Um, we'd be happy to send his information along to you. Dave Dave will be your ally in this area of personal soul care. Absolutely. And if you search for episode 152 of the 200 Churches podcast online, there will be a picture of Dave's book. Aw. Something about shallow waters or... Mile wide inch deep. Mile wide inch soul deep. Soul care for the busy pastor There life. we go. Something it's like a that. picture of shallow waters. Yeah. It's Dave, then that your next book, man, it's got to be one word, one word title. It's like a bridge over troubled water. Yeah, that's yeah. What it is. So there'll be a picture of that you click on it; it'll take you to Amazon. Buy his book, use it. If you, if there just happens to be in your life right now a new year coming up, then hey, buy. If there's a new month ahead, yeah, buy the book and go through it. Soul care is important. Okay, the fourth thing: prioritized schedule. Yeah, a prioritized schedule. We all have a schedule. Yes, we do, but. Who prioritizes it? Or does anybody? No. Does anybody? No, they don't. It's so, like emergency emergency powers constantly with the schedule. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are you one of these people who your schedule is dictated by the most urgent call you're receiving? Like, you got like eight emails, but you got an urgent call right here, so you got to go take care of that. You know, or do you fly from one thing to the next thing, or do you follow your schedule for the day? You got to... Look... You have to manage your schedule. You have to prioritize your schedule. Who comes first? First things first. You know, you have to have first things first. Um, what comes first? Who and what? What jobs, what tasks, what responsibilities, what meetings, what people? Is their health worked into your schedule? I think that's an important one. That's an important one. Don't we think, look, I'll prioritize my schedule, and then when I have gaps, that's when I will have family time. That's when I will... Uh, exercise. That's when I'll go on a little adventure with my kids, right? The gaps in my schedule. That's when I'll do all 10 of these things. Yeah, absolutely. You, no, you're not. Right. Because there's no gaps in your schedule. Well, one of the things we don't have on here, there's 10 things here. One of them is not family, and one of them is not ministry or work. Right. Okay, that's, that's not on here. Because 
those things are usually the first things that will eat up our time. And family, I mean, that's a good eat up our time, right? I mean, we should be spending time with family. Depending on what stage your family is in, yeah. you may have to put a lot of time into your family. Yeah. So do you have a prior? Everybody's got a schedule. Do you have a prioritized schedule? Because that's one of the basics to pastor life. Yeah. Um, number five, personal relationships. Now, I could have put family here. Sure. We could talk about sure. family. That's a, that's a priority, and that's part of the basics of the pastor life. But in this one, we're thinking about friends. We're yeah. thinking about friends because we never have enough time in our lives for our good friends. Hmm. What do our good friends give us, Johnny? I mean, what does a, spending time with a good friend give you that spending time with a couple of church people won't? And again, oh, nothing, n- not dumping on church people at all. I mean, it's the body of Christ. They're our family, right? But but good friends that you've known for years, oh, my goodness. what do you get from them? I, I, don't, I don't know that I have the words, but it's just the difference between being filled up and being poured out, right? We became pastors because we wanted to pour out, because we wanted to give to church people. But with friends... You're being filled up. Like, even as you pour out for your friends, there's something about friends. There's something about those intimate, personal, long-term relationships that just fill you right up to the brim. It's what allows you to go back out there and pour out some more. You're understood with your friends, right? Yeah, the subtext. It's all, like, all of it's just, you don't have to worry about looking foolish or saying the wrong thing. You don't have to worry about if your sarcasm, that's a weird inflection, if your sarcasm is being taken in the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Like with friends, it's just you and it's, and it's them and it's your people. It's your people, you know? You, you have, you're accepted unconditionally. Yes. You're loved unconditionally. Yes. You, you, don't, you don't have to worry about censoring yourself with your friends. Right. They're people that you can just be completely you around. Yes. And it, it's a time when you can, you can release frustration. You can release grief. You can release yep. uh, exasperation, you know, whatever it is. Yep. With your friends, because especially especially if you have friends who are also in ministry, mm-hmm. you know they're going to understand. We all have a few. When hopefully, <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully we hopefully, do. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of them. But if you don't spend time with friends, your soul is not going to be as healthy as it could be. Yeah, we're not meant to be solitary, even introverts, right? Even people who are introverted by nature, we're not built to be solitary people. We are built for community. We're built for each other. And friends, making time for personal relationships. Like the pastor life is going to be infinitely harder if you don't have personal relationships. This is how this is how people get burned out. This is how people get, you know, depressed. Even even people who aren't, you know, like predisposed to depression find themselves depressed because they don't have anybody to talk to. They're not they don't have friends. They can't open up. What a miserable place to be. That, yeah, that is miserable. It's very miserable. Yeah. So so friends are the first thing that you cut out of your schedule because, hey, you know, they'll always be there. They're, yeah, they're not disappointed right. in you, right? Because you got you got bigger fish to fry. You've got you know, ministry stuff to do. You've got work stuff. Yep. Don't shortchange yourself with friends. I canceled a meeting with a friend last week to do a church thing, and then I made up for it today. And we got together. Yep. And the ch- <laughs> How do I say this? It was a wonderful experience. The The thing that I had to cancel on him for was hard. It was a hard thing. It was a good thing, but it was a hard thing. Yeah. And then to get, be able to get back together and reschedule that. But like you say, I felt like I could cut him because he's a friend. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. But I put him back. I had to get him back in the schedule 
because you need those people building into you. Number six. Johnny, you like number six. I love number six. six. Peaceful places. Pastor, do you have peaceful places? Maybe I love this because I don't have it. Does that make sense? Well, you're drawn to it, maybe. I'm jealous of a peaceful place. Hey, the podcast cave, man. This, this is, is my about peaceful, peaceful place. As it gets. Yeah, that's what you were telling me. You sometimes you come down here and watch a little TV. Like, I, I can come down. Yeah. Because you know what? Not my family, they don't like technology. They don't like an eight foot table. You got it all laid out here. Right? You got all your tech. Yeah, they're not going to come down here. No, but nobody comes down here. Right. So at night, if I want some space, I can come down here. It's peaceful. It's, a peaceful it's quiet. Place. My house is a. I got two boys, five and two. It's a zoo. It's an absolute zoo. Everything's destroyed constantly. It's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a zoo, and you're one of the animals. I am one of the animals. And then my office, it just it accumulates. You know what I'm saying? But every time I actually just hunker down and clean that thing, I feel so much better. Oh, my goodness. Johnny, we can have a talk tomorrow about your office. You going to clean it for me? Uh, no. Oh, that's terrible. No, okay. no. <laughs> I did find that remote, by the way. Where was it? Right on your associate's desk. No, it wasn't. Oh, Tim's. I told you Tim had it. Oh, you told me he had it. I told you Tim funny had how, it. Funny how you couldn't make your way down the hall to look on his desk and how I spent an hour and a half because I didn't have it. I oh, t- are we recording? I feel like I told oh, you where goodness. it was. Okay, let's, let's keep going. So, Johnny, peaceful, brother, peaceful place. You need places. a zen garden. Yeah, you need a peaceful place. And peace often comes with organization. It always comes with organization. So an organized office, yes. an organized shed in your backyard yeah, man. is a peaceful place sometimes, even your vehicle. You it know? can be. If it's an organ, take it to a detailer if you've got Ooh. you know money to spare. Sure. <laughs> and to take, give him a garbage bag, say, put anything that you shouldn't throw away in here, <laughs> get rid of everything else, and give me back a nice brand new car. There you go. Or or even a place that you can go just to retreat. Me and you went to Vail this fall. To get away. Uh, on the district retreat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. We cut, we skipped a couple sessions. I hope nobody's listening. Because I, I just want to take a walk. I wanted to read a book. I wanted to be in the mountains and hang out. Oh, my goodness. It was beautiful. Find we, a peaceful place. We only skipped that one session. I skipped two. You skipped one. Okay. Yeah, you're a lot better than me. But the one we skipped together, we spent time in a fantastic relationship it was great that we that was a time we we used to spend time and we needed to reconnect absolutely the sabbatical was over so that's right that's right so a peaceful place a peaceful place. number seven this is a very personal podcast i don't know what's happening go ahead number seven acceptable expectations how are you handling the basics Mm. of the pastor life how about are there acceptable expectations in your life? And expectations maybe from your husband or wife. Uh, do they have expectations that are, are too much, too sure. far, too big? Are there expectations going beyond what you can, in your heart, comfortably uh, achieve? Wow. And it, it could be your spouse. It could be who? It could be your neighbors. It could be your, na- it could be your elders. Could be a board, right, in your church. Your deacons. Yeah. I mean, your members. If your church is deacon possessed, I mean, you could have (laughs) deacons that are expecting too much from you. Um, And, you know, what do you do about that? That's the harder question. That's a podcast in and of itself. And the reason we put it in here is we just want to ask you the question. Right. You know, we've heard this before, Johnny and, and Pastor, we've heard this before. A person comes to you, your church, and you say, hey, hey, what brought you to church? And they say, oh, so-and-so invited me. Yeah. And you think, yeah, that's all it took, just just to ask. Just, hey, you want to come to church with me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll go with you. And uh, how come you never went for the last 10 years? Well, 
Nobody ever asked me. So we're just, we're just throwing this out there. Are there people in your life that have unacceptable expectations on yeah. you? Unreasonable. That you've, yeah. that you've just been, you've just been kind of managing it, but you've never actually dealt with it. You've never had a conversation with them. So maybe that's what you need to do. Have a conversation about expectations because you might be fulfilling some expectations that they don't even want you to fulfill, but you're not fulfilling others that they're saying, please, this is what I want from you. Yeah, that'd be miserable. But there just needs to be that communication. Yeah. So number eight, Johnny. Number eight is openness and honesty in your church leadership. Well, I this is a basic of the pastor life. Can't talk to them about this. I mean, it's like, oh, I don't know. Do you have that's openness? Yeah. Do you have honesty <laughs> in, that's, that's in your church? One. That's a hard one. Can you truly talk with your board members? Will they tell you the truth? Sometimes this is easier. <laughs> Will they tell you the truth? Do you tell them the truth? The whole truth and nothing but the truth. Seriously, though, what are you holding back from your board? What, what is the unsaid thing? What's the area? What's that one line that you're just not going to cross? Do you know what I mean? Here's the irony, Johnny. It's the body of Christ, right? Yep. It's the kingdom of God. It's what we invite people into yeah. because we say, this is the best place on earth. Yeah. You know, or, and we believe it. We do. In our hearts, mm-hmm. but, but do we experience it? Well, you know. They can fire you, so. <laughs> no, you you know, every once in a while, <laughs> every once in a while I say to myself, is the system of the American church in such disrepair that to live out the beauty of the body of Christ, it cannot be done in the system of church that we call, the, the system that we call church in America. That's a David Fitch episode. Well, we're gonna have Fitch back for that talk. That's a question. Now, this is where this is where I, I a little nod to the house church people. Yeah, I mean the house church uh, men and women. I think that they they're looking at that and they're yeah. saying. You know, we can't we can't have a business as organizational model yes. and still be the body of Christ. Right. So, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there, uh, pastors. Just think about that because I also believe that it can be a both and. Yeah. That you could have in a small church, especially in churches our size. Right. Yeah. It's. I think it's more possible. Yes. To to actually open up Pandora's box, open up the can of worms with your leadership, and have these serious heart to hearts. And talk to them about being honest, being truthful, sharing weaknesses, sharing struggles, sharing yeah. frustrations, yeah. and saying, hey, you know, how, how can we be the body of Christ together? It is so hard. We don't want to be weak. We don't want to be, we don't want them to think that maybe we're, we don't have it all together, or we definitely don't want them to think that we have an issue with them because you want to keep things copacetic. But if you can't be open with your board, who can you be open with? That's a basic. Your friends, your friend. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully, your husband or your wife as well. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Would be good. But in your church, in your church, if you can't be open with your board, I mean, they should be your closest allies. That's an area where I feel grateful. We have a fantastic board, and any time that I've ever felt like, oh, I should hold something back, I think with just the a little bit of encouragement, I can be told, no, you can share that here because it's safe. And you can be heard, and nobody's going to get bent out of shape. You know what I mean? For the most part. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, guess, I guess I sometimes have such a lofty ideal of what the body of Christ should be. And then I think about how we interact in the local church. Yeah. And I just, I'm just like, 
I'm frustrated. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I, I just yeah, feel like well, that's yeah. I feel like this. It should be, it should be so much better. And now, having said that, I agree with you. We have, I think, compared to most churches, oh yeah, we have a fantastic group of elders. Yeah, wonderful. And we have a fantastic church family. Yep. But even with that, when you really push and you tr- really try to live out the life that Jesus calls us to, the love, the forgiveness, the acceptance, the reconciliation uh-huh. that he calls, calls us to, it's hard work. Yeah. But I think we have to live that. I think we have to never stop trying to have that kind of a life and have that kind of a church and have those kinds of relationships. So when we say openness and honesty in your church leadership, oh, it, it, don't ever stop fighting for that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's like number that eight. That's number eight. Okay. What's number nine? Number nine, how is your pastoral attitude? Are you practicing love, forgiveness, listening, understanding? Pastor, are you getting frustrated, fed up, exasperated? Do you see light at the end of the tunnel? Or the oncoming train? <laughs> are you hopeful that things will continue to improve, or have you mailed it in? You can lose hope. Are you so done? You know what? I know, I know that some of you listening have lost hope. Yeah. You've lost hope that it's ever going to get any better in your church. How many beatings do you have to take? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And, and sometimes you just get you get fed up and you get to the point where you're like, I, I don't know. Is this a downer podcast? No, or because what? what we're saying is, <laughs> what we're saying is, you've got to take and you know what this one comes at the end because I think a lot of the things above it will lend to it changing. You want to have a positive pastoral attitude. Prioritize your schedule. Keep time with friends. Keep good relationships going on. Stay healthy. Get a lot of sleep. Do you know what I mean? Good like, point. Yeah. take care of yourself. Th- those things will give you the best chance. The best chance at maintaining a because po- again, just like anything else. Nobody's going to give you a good attitude and keep your good attitude good for you. Now, a lot of people try to steal it actively. That's true. <laughs> they try to sabotage it. <laughs> they will. They yeah. really will. You know, John Maxwell is famous for saying, if you've got a bad attitude, get rid of it. Get a good one. Oh, thanks, John. Thanks, John. Real I'll, helpful. I'll, be, I'll get right to that. Super dupe. Do you sell what? those at the Maximum Impact <laughs> store? Hey. fifty nine ninety seven. How much do I got to pay? Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> we love John Maxwell. I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> so, but, but John does say that. Yeah. And his point in saying that is that, yeah, it really is up to us. Nobody is going to give us a good right. attitude. Right. And you, you can you know, you know you can read all kinds of books. You can say all kinds of things. You can imagine all kinds of stuff. Nobody is going to give you a good attitude. You have to take control of it and say, "Hey, I'm going to do these prior things." I'm glad you brought that up, Johnny. That's a good point. Yeah. And then I can have I can make that decision yes. to have a good attitude, and life is a whole lot better. We're going to get our church and I we said, have a good attitude. I said, Aaron, you're always so positive. You're always so happy. It's like I wake up every day and make a decision. Really? Yeah, that's what he said. I was like. Man, I Who, like that. Who's this guy? Aaron Montalvo. Oh, Montalvo. Yeah, he's gone now. He moved. He was like sick of our negativity, so he, he had to leave. No, no, Aaron was a gift oh, to our church. What a blessing. He was. Yeah. He was always He was always, always positive. Pleasant. He said, I wake up in the morning, I make a decision. Man. Life's too short to be negative. I so, like that guy. Pastor, I like what, that. when you wake up tomorrow morning, make a decision. The last basic is food. You literally said, food, that's all we are going to say. Yeah. Don't eat Twinkies all day. 
Yeah, at least not all day. Not all day. Right? Don't drink as much Diet Coke as I do, okay? That's so bad for you. If you're struggling in these areas, let me give you the very first thing to do. Go ahead. Find your friend or your friends. Phone a friend. And talk to them. Yeah, really, phone a friend. Serious. And, I mean, do it and tell them, hey, I'm, you know, we joke around a lot, right, Johnny? We and every do. once in a while you say to me, Jeff, i got to tell you something. I, I need you to be serious. I cannot have you joking with me. You, just please be serious with me <laughs> yes. for a minute, right? And, I mean, we have a lot of serious conversations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think when we're having them, we don't even realize we're having no, them. No, just, it just happens. But you call your friend and say, listen, seriously, I, I need to talk to you about something. Because if you think these things are going to get better by themselves, they will not. No. They will get worse if you don't take control of it. So we're just mentioning a few things here that might be part of the basics of the pastor life. And we encourage you to do something get on top about of each of them. Yeah. And if you need help, reach out and yeah. ask for help. You know who the people are in your life. Yes. Take the time to reach out. And if you need deeper help, it. deeper mentoring, we mentioned Dave Jacobs, and there's call your denomination, call for some coaching, some leadership. There's options and opportunities right, out there. Right, right. Yeah. Hey, great talking to you today on the 200 Churches Podcast. We're excited for the future. Yes, We're yes. coming up on three full years of Holler. this podcast. Three years. Hard to believe. Any gift checks that you want to make, you make them out personally to Jeff and Johnny, not or, because he will take them all for himself. I'm just kidding. Jeff. Yeah, well, I'll beat you into signing the back of <laughs> yours, too. No, seriously, thanks for uh, thanks for listening thanks today. Thanks for listening. And uh, if you want to, get on your podcast player and hit subscribe. Yeah. And you'll never miss another episode. What a great day that'll be for you. Yes, thank you for listening today to the 200 Churches Podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and inspired by this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe at 200churches.com and receive the guy's free PDF download called Our 7 Favorite Ministry Resources. You can count on us to be back next Wednesday with another brand new shiny episode just for you. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love the people in your 200 church. I'm going to have to edit this part. (laughs) There's another word for grind. Hype? I don't know. That yeah. pa- that pastor, I don't know. Okay. There's no end to the podcast today. No. Okay. You know, hey, you're the one who knows what you're doing. Did you see the text from Rob? I <laughs> did. It's like shows how often you listen, Rob. Uh, is it a mistake? <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Rob just thinks you you don't know how to edit and you just leave stuff. Rob, in the I am I am I'm hurt by that. <laughs> I'm gonna send him a text. You did. You said uh, it's been like that for five episodes. That was the best response ever. You're just shouting him out. We 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 know you don't listen, Rob. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready.